When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Tuesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. A weary Howard Cross and exhausted <laughs> John Schmelk. So we're going to rely on you to do a lot of the talking today, folks, as there long as you know. don't say anything stupid. It's 201-939-4513. Obviously, a disappointing night for the Giants. They fall at home to the Dallas Cowboys 23-16. to uh, Giants did have a lead in this game, at, at one point early on, a 13-6 lead. They took on that Saquon Barkley 36-yard touchdown run with 5 minutes and 31 seconds to go in that third quarter. Cowboys go on to outscore the Giants uh, 17-3 to the rest of the way. And the Cowboys again on top, 23-16. to and, and Howard, when, you know we talked about this game last night on the broadcast. Everyone knows what happened, so I want to get to as many calls as we can. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just going to start here and, and try to keep it simple the Cowboys wanted the line of scrimmage on both sides in this game. They ran the ball, they protected their quarterback, and they pressured the Giants quarterback. And other than Saquon Barkley's one really long run, they, they did a pretty good job of, of keeping Saquon in check. And it's hard to win these games when you're going to get beat at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Well, you know, the, the, it seems like their defense's model was like, uh, we're going to get after Daniel Jones. And if Saquon happens to be back there running the ball. We'll just grab him on the way. It was just yeah, it, that's, that way, right? that's what it looked like the entire time. So you you can't get a lot with that. Uh, you know, we've been complaining about or you know bemoaning the the, the guard play because these guys have been struggling this week. It was not just the guards; the tackles had a little bit of a problem. Thomas Spe- was pretty good, but but but, but Neil, Neil had but, some issues. But Neil yeah. got in, introduced to a guy that made you know, this guy's making ninety million bucks. Uh, he's a Pro Bowler. You're a rookie. How you doing? Let me show you what's going on. And and you know uh, the great thing about Neil, he went through it, took his took his beating, went took a shower, sit back down, and went right out to the press like, "Hey, I'm I'm here. Go ahead and ask me about it." So I, I was impressed. I'm but, not worried about that kid. Yeah. He's gonna be fine. He, he did a good. He, he he's he's gonna be okay. I was more concerned about you know uh, Daniel, uh, and and I just don't know. That's a lot of hits, man. 
that's a lot of hits. When does that start taking a toll on him yeah. physically and and mentally? By the way, and mentally, I'm not worried about him. He's a tough mentally. Mentally, he's a tough kid. But it can it, speed it it, 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 it. it that's a lot of hits. It like can he, speed up your clock, though. Can he it? he literally was was running forward because he knew the pass rush was <laughs> coming right. so fast. Yeah, you're right. He started to run forward. He ran by the pass rushers. They they got back like, hey, where is he? He's like, he's behind you. Like, uh, did we go too deep? Like, they they were trying to figure out. He starts stepping up really quickly just to get by them. And so that was his only defense, uh, unfortunately, uh, for the way the game was going. Uh, and that seemed like a little bit of an adjustment they made in the third quarter. I think on those first two giant drives in the third quarter, he had three rushes for like 50 yards. Again, yeah. just going right up the gut when the Cowboys created those gaps on those twists and stunts, yeah. he would just hit it right away. Well, the, the problem was not, not only that, that okay, if, if you're struggling and you're trying to get tight ends to stay in the block, uh, I saw one great chip, and then I didn't see another one, even, even though they were there trying to chip. It's hard. Like it, like a lot of things got to function the right way. So if the tackle sits inside waiting for the chip and the chip doesn't come, that guy's free. If the guy sits outside and he, he looks inside, it's just it's a lot. So he was uh, – the way Evan Neal, like he was playing it, and I don't know for sure, like he was playing it inside trying to pr- pr- protect against the twist. So if he was protecting against the twist, then that would have been the big thing. Uh, as far as the defense goes, man, they missed Leonard Williams. Oh man, did they miss Leonard Williams? Yeah. So and and there was one long, long run again on a third down situation. That everybody goes, how could that happen? They put in their 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 best pass front. They had all pass rushers in. Uh, no no really big linemen. It's basically, all linebackers and DBs. Yeah, more or it, less. No, you know, it's all the every rush in plus plus uh. uh 55 Ward. Yeah, Ward. So they have mm-hmm. they have all Russians plus Ward in there trying to okay, we're going we're going to it's either we're going to get there it's it's boom or bust and it, they put pressure on him. That was the only time they were putting pressure on him was in those situations. But in a third and forever, they're like, "Okay, we'll just run the ball and let's try to get as many yards as we can and and sure enough, like, "Oh, wait a minute. These are all little guys." <laughs> so, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. I I looked at that play this morning, Howard, and on the left on the Right edge of the Giants' defense, you would Thibodeau as the linebacker, and then you would Julian Love outside of him, right? Mm-hmm. And then the way the Cowboys lined up their tight end receiver on that side, they lined them up on the outside shoulder of those two players. To block everybody down. Then those two players helped by rushing inside. Mm-hmm. So all those two guys had basically to push Thibodeau and Love to the inside where they were going already, yep. and that just opened up the edge, and there was nobody within. I mean, he probably had 15 or 20 yards of open space in front yeah, of him. It's, it's a hard thing to do when you have those like that that particular, and that's going to be a thing that's going to go going forward. The teams are going to look at that on tape. They're going to say, like, okay, third and what? That's 23. Third and eight? Is this... Could we get it if we can block these guys right here? Because you just don't have the guys in there. They're big run stoppers. And that's going to be the thing that the team's he's going to – I mean, that's what I would look at. Yeah, and, gonna... and we're not going to preview next week's game. It's too mm-hmm. early for that. But all the Bears want to do is run the football. So stopping the run next week is going to be essential. And obviously this week doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence with what how it looked like without Leonard Williams. They just they, they, again run up the middle. That, that offensive line looked really good. The, some of the Pro Bowlers have been having the hard hard couple of years look, looked a little bit better in the game. They're like and okay. Zach Martin's the only one left. Yeah, and they're like <laughs> they're basically looking at it like okay where Leonard Williams was 
you know, they're going to rotate guys in trying to find who fits best and never let them catch their feet. And that's basically what they did. Yeah, and then just talking about the Giants, you know, we talked about the protection on Daniel not helping him. Mm -hmm. His receivers didn't really help him in this game either. You know, four or five drops, and it it, it was just a game where there was not a whole lot going on around Daniel that helped the kid out. I I heard someone, I don't know which which broadcast or which station, but someone says, like, like the Giants are solar powered. They only play good when the the sun's up. I was like, wow. That, I'm like that's that's rough, but that's funny. I was like, well, it's, <laughs> it's gonna, rough, but it's, it's funny. It's funny. So like you know, I, I think they're gonna get. I think again, they're gonna win some games. They're supposed to win. Mm-hmm. I think some of the games that they're not supposed to win, they'll be in, and it'll be like you know, Coach Dayball says, like we're gonna see what happens if we can get it all the way down to the fourth quarter, and they got it close before Dallas started putting pressure on yeah. them. But if they could have held on just a little bit longer, maybe Cooper Rush doesn't make every play, but. Unless you hit a quarterback, get him to the ground a few times, make him start thinking about things, that's a hard that's a hard task for everybody else that, that's playing defense. You got to get him to the ground. I think that Ojolari and and Thibodeau will play better. Will be more aggressive. It's only be, their first game back. Well, it takes about four games, and I and I hate to say this out loud, but it takes about four games. For you get your game speed up and running. Because those guys haven't been doing anything for almost a month at this point. Again, so. about four games. It's kind of like getting out of the car playing golf. It takes you about four holes before you stop swinging and hitting the ball all over the place. You're like, <laughs> okay, I got it. Now I got tempo. I'm ready. You're like, you're like I get to the tee. I put the tee down. Click. Where'd that go? Where'd that go? It's in front of you. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. It's like it's just. You say he's piercing on eight holes, but that's okay. <laughs> but, but that, or eighteen, but, maybe. But sometimes. that's but that's what it's like, though. It, it takes four four good games, four good runs to right. to really get going. Because first off, the guys that are playing in front of you, they're at full speed. You're at full speed, but you're at full speed in your mind. You haven't seen full speed yet. All right. <laughs> so, All right. And then by the second game, he goes, "Okay, I can pick it up," and like. Okay, they're still moving quick. By the third game, you start to average it out, and then the fourth game, like you're back to like, okay, forget them. I'm gonna start doing what I want to do now, and like, and you can just start going after them. But it just takes time to to get it back. Basketball's the same way. You see a guy come out there who hadn't been playing for a long time, and all of a sudden he goes on the court, and guy blows by him. He's like. I thought I moved my feet. Like, nah, bro, you didn't move your feet. <laughs> it's all. It's also. It takes some. It takes a minute or two. I've only seen one, one or two athletes that come out uh, in any sport that look like they never missed a beat, and, and it's, it's very rare. All right, so I got two very basic questions for you, Howard, and then we'll get to the calls. What do the Giants have to do better to score more points? They're averaging 19 points per game. They've scored 21, 19, and 16. Mm-hmm. They've scored one touchdown in each of their last two games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, hard to win games in the league when you can't get above 20 points, right? Mm-hmm. So what do they have to do to do better offensively and score some more points? Get the ball in the end zone. Well, first thing I think is going to help out is they're going to figure out, um, you know, they're going to go back and review, the tech, review everything offensively, and they're going to look at this. They're going to say, like, okay, Saquon, you're getting better and better. You're taking the dirty yards, but you got to 100% take the dirty yard. You can't say, I think I can do this because math is just math. And I, I don't think we'll mess Explain up. Explain what you mean by that. Okay. So, like, if you if, if Saquon goes out and he's running an off tackle player between the guard and tackle to the outside and there's a hole, then the guy that's coming from the outside is one guy. And Saquon will dip to shake that guy and he'll cut back inside. 
there's one guy out there. Just run away from him. Just just take him on. He might miss you. But there's seven guys to your to to the inside. It's just math. And like it it seems like sometimes he breaks it. He, sometimes another guy misses and he's off, he's off he's off a run. And by the way, that's what happened on his long run. He yeah. literally jump cut and got around two guys in the hole on his thirty eight yard touchdown run. It was it was, I, it was a heck of a cut. I, actually, what happened was it was, it, was, it was the same play twice. They ran the play, and I said to you on the, I you said did? to you mm-hmm. things. Listen, he has to keep it outside. It's like there's one guy. If you beat that one guy, it, there might be a safety coming down. It won't matter. If you beat that one guy to his outside, it's over. Like they can't they can't recover. Then they gotta spin, flip their hips, and chase you. That's the way it, that's the way the plays are designed. It's like, and I'm like again, I'm not a running back. I don't have those skills. Never was a running back at any time in my life. Even from Pee Wee all the way up. Never had the, like I could catch the ball and run with it. It was like catch it, run straight ahead. Hopefully, no one gets hurt. <laughs> like on either side, Bo Jackson, you were not. No, I was never Bo Jackson, and even, <laughs> and even Bo didn't have jump cut ability. Yeah, you know, we're talking about guys like the 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 Barry Bonds of the world. I mean, Barry, Sanders. Barry, Barry Sanders. Excuse me, Barry. <laughs> wrong Barry. Uh, wrong Barry. <laughs> but Bar- the Barry Sanders of the world with the jump cuts that that had to do it. But you have to like it's math, and, and like it's simple math, and it, it's not a right hand left hand thing. It's if I'm running to the left. I make sure that I'm, I'm leaning towards the blocking, knowing that if I hit to the outside edge of that blocker, most of the most of the blocks are blocking inside out. I mean, outside and they're blocking down, trying to hold them in, and they're kicking one guy out. Whoever's free out there is the guy you have to beat. There should be one free guy if your defense is designed properly. We used to call it in Alabama, run away from the unblocked man. Figure out how to block everybody. Put the unblocked man as far away from the play as possible. Sometimes you run into that guy, and when you run into him, you got to beat him. And he did it in the game. He one time he cuts back inside, he gets tackled. Got six yards. Nice run. I'm like, boy, if he keeps it outside, takes on that one guy, he could spin to the outside. Could be gone. Goes up. Two guys are coming. Juke outside. Gone. And that's what he's going to look at. He's going to look at those tapes and say, okay. All right, I'm starting to see more of that. That's going to help him. I think the tight ends are going to become more and more of a factor week in and week out if they don't have to sit there and chip. And they're not doing a good job chipping, so they might as well get out and catch some balls. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, that's how it's going to happen. So what's going to wind up happening, they're going to run the ball a little bit better. They're not going to pull the guards as much. The teams have shown that if you start to pull the guards, follow in behind the guards, you can get through the hole before anybody cuts you off. They're not doing a great job, from what I can tell. Uh, if a guard pulls, the tackle has to like dive down in there and cut the guy mm-hmm. to keep him from following the play. They haven't done a good job of it. You mean coming backside from behind the player talking about? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so mm-hmm. if the guard if the guard pulls from if the right guard pulls to the left side, the right tackle has to cut the guy that's coming off his hip. He has cut him because there's a giant hole there. He needs to fill that hole. Otherwise, quick. the defender will literally follow right behind the, the, the guard the, the, making the, the pull. The, the, the linebacker, whoever is coming through the hole, just goes right through and mm-hmm. chases the ball. He, he's almost taking the handoff. It's, it's so quick. Mm-hmm. So you have to be prepared for that. I think if they can figure that out, it'll be okay. But until they do, you know, a little more basic, a little more double team up, double team up, double team up. If you double team up, that means guard and tackle sometimes, center and guard sometimes, straight ahead. It, it makes more defensive holes. For the running back, it's three and five yards instead of fifteen and twenty yards because that's where you're pulling the guys to kick somebody out to give him an edge and get get the running doing. But if it, if the guy that, that's pulling brings somebody with him, it doesn't really work. 
And I'll just throw out there, too, you know, we mentioned Evan Neal. Demarcus Lawrence got the better of him a couple times in that game. Three sacks for Demarcus Lawrence. I think he got the better of him a lot of times. No, he did. No, he did. Absolutely. You try to be nice. No question. Roll Todd, he's my guy. He's still my guy, but. You know, no. welcome to 90 million. That's what 90 million looked like. He had he had, he had, <laughs> he had a rough day at the office. Yeah, no yeah. question about that. But that's it. what 90 million looks but like. But I, I also don't want that to, to overshadow. The Giants had issues inside again with a lot of those stunts and twists and guys coming around. They did not pick up a lot of those again, guys very well. that's why he's sitting inside. He's sitting inside to, pre- mm-hmm. to prevent or protect from the twist that's coming back. You know, basically when a guy comes inside, he's sitting down, you know, trying to get hip to hip with the guard to make sure when the guard guy's passed over, mm-hmm. he can catch him. Yeah. So when he sits down inside, Dallas is like, okay, just send the end off the outside. Then he's got to get back out really quickly and reset to get in front of him. When he set to get in front of him, he didn't have a problem. When he stayed inside to try to protect from the twist, he got beat every time. So that's going to be something on tape that they're going to be looking at. And he's going to have to figure it out. How quickly can he change from, hey, protect from the twist, get back outside. He's trying to protect his guard. Yeah, and by the way, just just FYI, I, I went back and I looked at it. Giants did, paid a lot of attention to Michael Parsons in this game. Mm-hmm. There were tight ends blocking down on him, chipping. There was running backs coming over. Yeah. And even there were sliding a guard over there, too. A couple times in the fourth quarter, Parsons tried to beat Andrew Thomas inside, and Mm -hmm. here comes Ben Bredesen just waiting for him to go inside. So the Giants did a good job of keeping an eye on Parsons, but Mm -hmm. maybe that's what then set up some of those one-on-one matchups on the other side. If you you focus all your attention on one guy, and sometimes it works, everybody else is getting paid, will show up. And Parsons had two quarterback hits, no sacks. He was impactful, but he he didn't wreck the game, which was kind of the whole point of of doing that. He also made some tackles in in the intermediates, like right when the ball crosses the line of scrimmage. If he doesn't make them, they're gone. Yeah, how about Daniel Jones broke that one tackle on the scramble that he had? Yeah, so he's he's all over the place. All right, let's get to the calls here. 201-939-4513. I'll hold my second question for later. I want to make sure we get to the calls. No, that's okay. And I I was going to ask you about the pass rush, but I think we already kind of covered that (laughs) over in the show. Yeah, we covered it. Exactly. uh, what pass rush? I'm about to uh, say, that was pretty easy to answer that Yeah, one. Giant fans, don't miss the first legacy game at MetLife Stadium on Sunday, October 2nd. The team will wear the throwback uniforms from Howard Cross's time with the Giants wow. in the 80s and 90s and the 70s. Um, I mean, the 80s and 90s, pardon me. As they host the Chicago <laughs> Bears, the stadium will be branded in throwback designs, including the end zones appearing as it did in Super Bowl 21, the red. Uh, exclusive collectible pennants uh, as a giveaway for the first 30,000 fans. Entertainment and activations themed from that era. Complimentary themed NFTs. Pearson's all over that and more. Limited tickets are available. Visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, what's an NFT? It is well. I what well, I'm not sure what <laughs> I, I'm not sure what NFT actually stands for. Non-fungible but but fungible token. Non fungible token. Thank you. It is basically non- a unique digital image. Is that fair to say, Pearson? That only you own. So it's kind of like owning a physical piece of art, except it's like a JPEG on your computer, for lack of a better term. I think I basically summed that up, right, Pearson? That's about right. Yeah. Wow. Are you excited about that? I'm just, I've been listening to NFTs for the longest time. I can get you a nice Pearson Butler NFT if you want I, one of those. I just thought it, was, it sounded a lot like crypto, so I'm like, what, is this like real? Like, what, what is this? I, I never... have an exclusive NFT of Pearson have, chunking do, a golf shot in do, the middle of the fairway. Do you have any NFTs? <laughs> no. I don't have any NFTs. No, none. You, there's no, like, you don't have like a... Um, no. Tele- 
Who would you? I wouldn't even know how to go about purchasing an <laughs> NFT. To be honest with you, I, don't, I wouldn't even know how to do it. Pearson, do you? If, do if you, you want the, do you own an NFT? I own no NFTs. Okay, I'm sorry. These things are really valuable. They're really great. I'm well, so, some are, okay. some are not. Okay, but okay, just go to the callers. I could do a whole. <laughs> yeah, let's not go. I there. could ask a whole <laughs> lot of questions. We'll save that conversation. Yes. Oh my, we'll do this off the air. I, I mean, well, I, well I, I don't have the answers. You got to yeah. find someone smarter than me I that knows I, about I, this I got to go upstairs and talk to our guy, man. Oh, Ooh. you know who knows a lot about NFTs? Paul Detino. No, no, I'm oh, just never kidding. Mind. Don't, don't. <laughs> Let's go to Antonio. The guy who doesn't yeah. <laughs> own an Easy Pass. Yes, <laughs> you, you want me to go to the guy who won't, <laughs> who does Easy Pass commercials and doesn't own the Easy. Paul does have a smartphone though. You have to give him credit for that. He, he does. Yeah, it's he it's a not a flip phone. No, it's, it is not a flip okay. phone. That's correct. Okay. I thought it was a Nokia. <laughs> It's actually a rotary phone. He carries one of those around. He goes, one, three. All right, let's go to Antonio Manhattan. He will lead us off today. Antonio. He's got the big cord off the wall. Antonio, what's going on, man? I love Paul, man. Hey, what's going on, guy? How we doing? Just want to talk about how we pretty much got out coached in this game in both sides of the ball. Antonio, I have a question for you before you start, and then I promise you I will let you get your point across. It doesn't yes, for the every we've had four coaching staffs the last you know whatever it is seven years whatever the heck it is right every time the Giants do something poorly you call up and you call and you and you complain about how coaching's the reason and coaching's the problem haven't you figured oh, it out yet with all these stuff. different coaches that it might just be the players and the talent's not good enough and it's not the coaching so so that's that's a great point John it wasn't just all because of coaching but we did get out coached in this game too and on top of that we just don't have good talent for example. Tay Crowder shouldn't be a starting linebacker for this team, unfortunately. We need to that's the position that we've constantly ignored. We've constantly drafted late in the draft for it. And there it shows up. There was a lot of hesitation on Crowder's part. I'll say this much. But there was just clear things that I just didn't like about this setup. For example, um Cooper Rush is a quarterback that's just getting rid of the ball really quickly. So it doesn't matter about your pass rush. When a quarterback is getting rid of the ball that quickly, you got to play press on your outside guys or else he's just going to get those quick slants. He's going to get quick screens to the, to the wide receivers. It just our, our defensive line had no chance, no matter how many times you try to sack him. So I just thought that was poor in that aspect. Yeah, but Antonio, I'll, I'll, I'll just throw that real quick. Yeah. If you're going to press, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you worry about guys beating you off the line and beating you over the top. I think C.D. Lamb dropped. That's not Cooper Rush's game. That's not Cooper Rush's game. Calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. C.D. Lamb dropped a 40-yard pass. Yep, yep. Most of the passes that were hit, were down the field passes, and he actually also just overthrew Jalen Tolbert on that one yeah, at the sideline by, yeah, by a yard. Mm-hmm. So, in crossing patterns, just so you know, are forty yards pat all, even though they might be caught at five yards deep, they're thirty to forty yard patterns because you got to run across the field to catch the ball. So, so when you're so just attend? hold on, pay attention. So I'm gonna, uh-huh. I'm going to teach you something. So when you're say, when you're saying that. Uh, they press them, it'll be better. It doesn't really matter if you press them or not because he has more time to get rid of the ball. Everybody says he has a quick release. Didn't need it. You didn't need what? The quick release? No, he didn't. He, see, he was getting rid of the ball quick, though. Not necessarily. He wasn't. He, he was okay. like, it's it just, it just when you 
You have to understand how, like the way the way things work. When people say quick release, it's quick release because you're on top of the quarterback constantly, and it's two seconds, boom, two seconds, boom, two sec, one second, right. boom. When there's nobody around you, there's no quick release. He was surveying the field, going to his second guy, his third guy. He was never hit. I, I disagree he, with that, but that's okay. You, you can wa- go back and watch it if you record it. He's not I'm, hit. I'm he's, He's not, right now. he's not hitting his first guy every time out of the thing. He just had a lot I, of time. I, I, he actually, I, I thought I, I thought he hit up his release. I thought he hit his first guy actually a lot, actually. So here's what I saw. When it was a play action, that's when he would take his deep attempts. He would have all day. The Giants couldn't get penetration on play action. When it wasn't play action, he was hitting first guy. He wasn't even close to him. He was getting the ball real quick. But I also say this. On the run. There was a lot of times where Leonard, I mean Dexter Lawrence, was lined up on the zero tech, right on top of, of yep, the playing nose. Yep. And they just they had, so they had Dexter Lawrence, on, and then the strong side of the line would be tilted towards obviously the strong side of the offensive line. But then they would have a guard completely, nobody on top of him, and then they would have the outside linebacker, whether it was Tiz or Steve. And the Cowboys just attacked that often. They went right after that. They just pretty much sealed blocks. Um, they, they, they blocked Dexter Lawrence, double-teamed him, and then the free guard would just go up to the linebacker, and it would just be a big play every time on the run. And I was just like, why? Yeah, I get that Leonard Williams wasn't there, but why didn't we have a two-interior lineman constantly on two-tech on two tech the entire game? Like, that was just my, one thing that I just didn't like, where if we, we did that with the Titans. I get it. It was Leonard Williams that was there. But we had that, and that was working. You gotta just give the opportunity to not have linebackers getting blocked by guards. That's a mismatch well, the, every the, time. The theory, the theory behind something like that is, and I'm, and I'm not exactly sure, but the, the 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 theory behind it is, you're trying to force guys into a spot, and then you're ho- then you're supposed to, the guys are supposed to be able to come through. When you overload or make it look like it's an overload, you force the ball into a spot, and everybody's supposed to rally to the ball and be able to make the tackle. Just didn't happen. Like I said, Leonard Williams causes the if if he's in his position and and not bemoaning everybody else, but if he's in his position, it just looks different, and well, it, and it looks and it looks different because he's getting pressure up the field, which all of a sudden you can't double team Dexter. Now you can't double team Dexter, and then you got two guys up the field uh, causing havoc. And that hole that they created on that side to push the ball into. Now the now the defensive end is waiting, or the or the rush end as they call them. The rush end is waiting on the outside because they're forcing forcing everybody back inside. Now the guard can't go just wandering up the field. He has to make sure that he has to get a chip on the guy because you got two guys in the backfield. Yeah. It changes the the dynamic when you know, like I said, the the, the drop off between your starters and your second guys is a real drop off. If the guy the second is that good, he usually starting for someone else. Right. Right. So um, you're wa- you're watching you're watching guys trying to fill in for a guy that's that's playing pretty pretty. You know, even though he doesn't have a lot of sacks and stuff, but he's playing pretty well. It's extraordinarily well in oh, the run. Oh, he's playing amazing. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, I I, I was I was saying extend Dexter Lin- Dexter uh, extend Leonard Williams on the sidelines right now because uh, we're gonna need that guy for years to come and or, or something <laughs> like that. But. Uh, on offense, I, I thought that, that Daniel Jones looked like Jalen Hurts. He was the white version of Jalen Hurts uh, yesterday. Um, I like what I saw out of that. I want to see, <laughs> I want to see that more. Often. Well, at last year's Jalen Hurts, at least. 
um, I want to see that more often where he just goes off because at the end of the day, this offensive line just isn't going to provide protection for him as much as he can. However, we clearly saw front side pressure get him, and he and that's fine. Front side, front side pressure gets on everybody, but the concerning part about it is he had no feel at all. He did not feel that front side pressure. You could give him a pass for for blind side and back side pressure, but front side pressure you gotta have some type of feel for that. You gotta kind of leave the pocket more faster or try to do something there. You can't just get blindside. Like it looked like it was blindside hits. From the front side. Antonio, I thought he did a great job evading the rush, especially in the second half, to be honest with you. He got pressured 39 times and just got sacked five times. That's actually a pretty good rate. And to add to to that, they were were having uh, the tight end sometimes Mm -hmm. and the the running back sometimes trying to help on this front side, so to speak. It just... It, it was. It Again, is what it is. A, he did a good job avoiding it. He, he turned on his his scrambling on. I loved it. I just thought that sometimes when he was taking those front side sacks, it looked like he didn't even see it. Well, Antonio, remember, it, it, I realize ah. it's a, I realize it's a front side sack. But if if he's dropping back and he's reading the left side of the field, right? So he's turning towards his left tackle, right? Oh, and the pressure is coming I, off the right yeah. tackle. That might technically be a front side pressure but he's looking away from where the, the pressure's the, coming the, from the, the other thing that right. the, the other thing that, that, that i got it but the other thing is, is did did the guy in the middle get free like most um, so most, so most of the time the guy play. in the middle is getting free and he's he's turning to run and when he's turning to yeah. run he's hoping that the 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 block and the chip's going to help him it wasn't there and then antonio i have i have one i have one question for you before we say goodbye and then you answer this yep. and, and and then i have to move on do you understand now, after watching the first three games of this year with Dable right. and this new fancy offensive system, why right. I said the change in offenses will make differences only on the margins and it won't transform the whole thing? They're still only averaging 19 points per game. They're still in the yep, bottom right. third of the league in yards. And look, is there a difference? Yes. They're gaining more yards, things like that. It looks better, but the difference ends up only being on the margins because the advantages of the system are muted because you don't have the players to execute it the way it needs to be executed. Like, uh, do you get that now, what I I meant when I said that? I 100% agree with you, John. The only thing I would say is every week has been something different, and I'll leave it at that, okay? Fair enough. Thanks, Antonio. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, I, I think protection's been an issue all three weeks. To be honest, with you. It, it, you know, I I love when I love when you know fans like I I watch the games, played for years, uh, help my son calls me every week. Like, what did you see? What can I be doing? He's having a hell of a year yeah, in Notre Dame. Yeah, by the yeah way. but you know, and by the way, what last game? The hell of a year got a little shortened a little bit because they're like, okay, we're gonna slide the protection to that little dude that's making all the oh, tackles. Oh, today. <laughs> Howard. He's like going on his own. I was like, "Hey, buddy, listen to me. It's a trap. They're gonna come get you." He goes, "Like, I got this, Dad." I'm like, hey, "Okay, you got it. You better pay attention." He's like, "Dude, there were like four dudes blocking me." Out. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what happens when you make a lot of tackles. But anyway, but like, guys, guys, you gotta like realize when you're watching. Games. And by the way, just a regular people don't know Howard's son. <laughs> Is a redshirt junior yeah. for the Fighting Irish right yeah. now of Notre Dame. Anyway, go it's ahead. Hilarious, but Defensive get, tackle. So you got like you, you, when we're watching games and stuff, I'm watching. I'm like, holy smokes! Like you can see when somebody's struggling, 
But you see a lot of guys struggling. You're like, okay, what's what's he going to do? And to watch Daniel Jones operate last night, like it, the fact that he was running forward and running past the pass rush and then throwing the ball was probably the most amazing thing to me. I'm like, the guys were like looking for him. They were like, they were back there so quick. They're like, it was like Daniel was his own screenplay. Yeah. No, I'm with you. <laughs> so it was, that's what I was watching. They were, they were trying to slow down the rush with his scrambles up the middle. <laughs> no, you're 100% right. And by the way, I'll say this too. The, I thought I tracked it. I went back when I watched the game, Howard. Uh-huh. 11 of the first 18 plays was either design quarterback draws like you're talking about, mm-hmm. screens, play action, or RPO. So going in, they're like, we're going to have to help here against this pass rush, and it still didn't really it, it, you work. Know, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things when, like I said, you can be outmanned. Like you're you're going to get some games where you're outmanned. They were just outmanned. Yeah, they're, know, outmanned. They're, they're, they're outmanned. Especially you. up front on both sides, which is usually rare for both sides. But And I, and I, I, would, I would liken this to this. If you're playing against good, practicing against good guys, I don't care what kind of practice you're having. If you're practicing against some of the best guys, you when you're practicing against number eleven out there and number ninety. It helps, every, right? You know, yeah. you you get better because you're playing against guys that are like, hey, I tell I used to tell guys all the time, you know, if you can get by me, you can go get by anybody. True. If you can beat me yeah. on, a, if you can beat me in your run defense, if you can block LT, yeah, you can you, block yeah, anyone. Yeah. Block Banksy yeah, and LT. Right. Like I can block anybody. I was never worried about it because I played against the best in practice every day. And when I showed up on the weekend, I'm like, sorry, dude, <laughs> you're not the one. So that, that's interesting. Let's go to Robin Yonkers. He's up next. Hey, Rob, thanks for holding, man. Hey, what's going on? How you doing, guys? We're good. Very good. Um, first thing I want to say is um, Daniel Jones actually did good um, um, besides our offensive line. Um, I got to go to Kenny Galladay real quick. I feel like he's Evan Ingram part two right now. When we need him on third downs, he's not there. Um, he he did he did this whole week. Everybody's talking about um, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay, and all his interviews. All I just want to play. I'm going to do good. And you drop a ball on third down, which we really needed. So I'm sorry, but I think it's time for him to go. And I think we should have kept Alex Bachman instead of um, Kenny Galladay. Keep in mind, Rob. Just keep in mind, Alex Bachman's not even on the NFL practice squad right now. Just that, FYI, that's, not that's one the, team, not thing. one team thought he was good enough to be on their practice squad. Not 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 roster, practice squad. Now, technically, if you guys look at it right, just I know preseason is the time where we see who's going to basically make the team. If I had a choice on preseason, Alex Bachman or Kenny Galladay, it's definitely been Alex Bachman. He did way better than Kenny Galladay preseason. Kenny Galladay dropped the ball. That what, what our third preseason game almost in the end zone? Like how did you drop the ball? It hit your hand. Rob, no, like, I understand. I am I, I am I am not I am not defending Kenny Galladay's play. He was not good um, in that game. Obviously, three targets, no catches, a drop. It's not what you want. But Alex Bachman's not the panacea that's going to show up and you know solve all these problems. Is all I'm saying. It, and neither is Kenny Galladay. I, like I said, I well, feel that. He's Evan Ingram part two. And by the way, Rob, not for nothing, I'm going to defend Evan Ingram here. I I think fans would sign up if Galladay was giving the Giants Evan Ingram uh, productivity. Twice. (laughs) But uh, And as far as our defense and Kayvon Thibodeau, they just need time. Just give them time and they'll get better. No, absolutely. I I say my only issue yesterday was Kenny Galladay. I mean, we we lost. And our offensive line didn't do good, but you have Evan Neal against Lawrence, which Lawrence is more experienced. So again, give Evan Neal time, just like we, just like we gave, um, just like we gave uh, Thomas. Thomas time. Yep, just give him time. But um, 
Kenny Galladay, uh, after all these weeks, you finally got you finally got the ball football in your hands and you dropped it. I, no, I, I hear I, Rob. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. I think you guys are going to see a difference. Um, I won't say a different, but I think you're going to see a lot more out of Kenny in the next few weeks. And the reason why is that he's going to be pressed into action. Yeah, know, without without Shepard, uh, you know Tony. If he doesn't get his hamstring, whatever that situation is, with his hamstring and doesn't doesn't. Wanda Robinson with the knee. Yeah, so this going to be you know Kenny's going to be like the guy like he's going to have to be the Kenny of old because they're going to be coming to him every play. They're running out of bodies. Yeah. <laughs> they're running out of bodies. Yeah, so hopefully, I mean, everybody's beating on him right now, but you better hope he stays healthy and he's going to get a lot of he's going to get a lot of targets. They need him. Yeah, but he, he forced into action. They need him. Yeah, there's gonna be four, like like literally, forced in action. So if I'm Kenny Galladay, I'm looking around. I'm doing, I'm turning off Twitter. I'm turning off Instagram. I'm not listening to anybody. I go back to work. Get myself prepared because I know what's about to happen. There, you know, he it's gonna be live or die with you, and you're gonna have to get 50-50 balls as, as everyone calls them. I hate that expression. It means you're not open. But whatever it is, you got to make the play. Just going make forward. plays. Yeah, you got to make plays going forward. And look, I think right now. People ask, you know, I do all these radio hits for our affiliates. They always say, you know, what's going on? You know, why isn't Galladay playing as much with the receivers? And my my answer has become stock. It's just, guys, they're looking for receivers to make plays. Why do you think Richie James keeps getting playing time? Mm-hmm. He gets open. He catches the damn ball. Mm-hmm. They they not they don't care how you do it. They just want <laughs> receivers they can depend on to catch the ball, get open, make plays, mm-hmm. and those guys are going to play. Yeah. Whether they're an undrafted free agent, an $80 million player, or a first-round pick, if you make plays in practice, it's going to get you on the field because mm-hmm. they need bodies right now. Well, and Kenny Galladay, I think, also is pressing. For the first time, in his, probably the first time in his career, he's sitting here and he's like, man, what do I have to do to, to, to get an opportunity? And then the ball comes and he, and yeah. he doesn't catch. And he's like, oh, my God. Then you press harder. You could tell he was thinking a lot. Yeah, that. you start yeah. pressing harder. You start mm-hmm. pressing harder. Like, you got to let it go. Uh, like, I had a game one time. I always remember I had a game one time. My game was Washington Redskins. Every ball that was thrown to me was just slightly tipped. And, like, I should have caught him. But it was just, just a little bit of distraction. I dropped, like, four or five passes. I'm like, they're never going to throw the ball to me again. The next game we played against then Houston Oilers or whatever it was, Sims threw, like, seven passes to me. I had, like, seven, six or seven catches in the game. I'm like, what is going on? He goes, dude, you're open. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I was open last week. He goes, yeah, but they were tipping it a little bit. I'm sorry about that. I'm like, oh, you? He's like, just catch the ball, kill, go ahead, score some touchdowns. Let's get this over with. I'm like, okay, so it was just, it's just interesting. So you got to have that kind of short term, like they say, short term memory. Mm-hmm. You don't have it. You got to keep going. All right, let's go to RJ in Georgia. He's up next. Hey, RJ. Hey, what's up, Howard? What's up, Don? Uh, what's up? Good. Hey, listen, um, I have a few areas I want to touch on. First of all, Daniel Jones, I was impressed with him, the way he played. Um, I thought he um, handled the pocket as well as he could under pressure all day. He got out of the pocket. He threw the ball away. And I'm telling you right now, last year, you guys know it too, that he would have taken the sack. Uh, so I'm, I'm impressed with him, his toughness, his grit, and that's exactly what you need every Sunday underneath the center. Um, the, the other area I want to touch is, um, everybody is blaming Galladay for a loss. It's not his fault. I mean, he's pre- yeah, Howard, Howard is right. He is pressing big time. But I, I think in the long run, I think he's going to come through for us one way or another. 
Yeah, yeah, look, like RJ, they, RJ, they need him to. And I agree with you. Like, if you make a list of the top three or four reasons why the Giants lost this game, I mean, Kenny Galladay is probably not in the top three, to be totally honest with you. It's unable Absolutely. to get a pass rush. It's not stopping the run. It's letting your quarterback become basically, you know, a crash test dummy behind the line of scrimmage. A pinata. Yeah, that's a good one. Pinata. <laughs> I mean, those are easily the top three. And then you can maybe start talking about other stuff. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Absolutely. And can I uh, touch on one more thing? Of course. Yeah, another thing I want to touch on is I feel like really two things. Uh, Obviously, our offensive line has to get better and stronger, and I think they will with time. They're still learning each other. And I don't know if we can find somebody in free agency, but we need somebody to really stretch the field. And I think that will open up a lot of stuff underneath, you know, with our tight ends, with our cross routes. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? I think if we have the same kind of QB pressure as we had this week, it don't matter who's running out. You can bring back every fast receiver that's ever lived, and you won't have time to throw it to him. I I do think general speed, like, again, we'll see if Kadarius Tony gets back because he Mm -hmm. has that type of speed you're looking for. But if he's not there, you know, Richie James is fast. He's on the smaller side. Uh, For people that watch Hard Knocks, that – the little guy, Cleo Pimpleton, he's got a lot of speed. He's on the practice squad right now. Okay. So, yeah, look, RJ, I don't disagree. You know, if you want to, you know, maybe Slayton has to play more. Slayton's got speed. He ran a 4-4 something. I, I got it. I mean, again, like you can have the fastest guy out there. If we can get to the quarterback or, or, or make him get off his spot before. Like Tom Brady is, is going to go down as one of the greatest or maybe the greatest quarterback of all time with all the Super Bowls. When you knock him off his spot, he's an average to ordinary person. Look at how many touchdowns the, the, the Buccaneers are scoring now. Like you got Tom Brady. You don't have the you don't have different makers at, at, at the wide receiver. Your offensive line is struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, at least they can run the ball consistently. You know, that's their that's their only the thing that they're doing. If you don't have it, it just doesn't work. You, you watch I watched Green Bay, Tampa Bay play. Thank you, Arjun. Uh Green Bay had better receivers. They looked a little bit better. They had two running backs. It looked better. And then in Tampa Bay has a incredible defense. They, it's very good. Very good defense. But still, if your offense, like, you know. If you can't protect it, you don't have a lot of weapons outside, it's pretty tough on the it's quarterback. pretty tough on the quarterback. No, Howard, I'm with you. A quarterback is often the product of what's going on around him as much as he is of his own skill set. Yeah, yeah. Tom Brady will tell you, even though he won't he won't tell a lot of people, he'll tell you personally that, like, you know, I, I want a lot of Super Bowls on defense alone. Like, the, my defense was better than your defense, so that's good, yeah. Complimentary game. Yeah. Let's go to Tony out in California. Tony, what's going on? Hey, gentlemen. Uh, Giant fans from 68. And uh, you know what? I got a lot of praise for Shane and Dable. They're doing a lot with what they have right now. And I think our expectations from some of the fans are just a little too high. We've got some great pieces we're building off of. Football is one on the lines. And, you know, it's just going to take some time. You know, I'd like to get your perspective on Jones, three different coaches, three different years, and and, and, uh, and uh, running back, uh, Barkley. Do you keep them over the long term? You know, running back, you're only as good as if the line opens holes for you. And a quarterback, the draft guy right now, it's going to take another two to three years to get him going. I just wanted to get your perspective <laughs> Well, Rich, the beauty of it, I mean, uh, Tony, the beauty of it is that you don't have to make that decision after three weeks. You have another 14 weeks of data that you can look at to, to make that decision. Um, 
I will say, historically speaking, in the National Football League, Howard, and you know this, second contracts for running backs can be awfully risky. You know, guys wear down at those positions. You know, and Saquon has had some injury issues the last couple of years as it is. So that in itself is inherently risky. And look, Saquon has looked like one of the most explosive offensive players in the whole sport this year. That's how good he's looked. Mm -hmm. And Daniel... You have another 14 weeks to figure it out. And much like with Saquon for Daniel, a big part of it, Howard, is staying healthy. He has not been able to stay on the field in his career. So those are things you have to evaluate over the next 14 games. Well, the thing that they're going to look at, and, and this is, you know, if it's me, and I'm trying to figure out how to build a team. I'm not Joe. I'm not as smart as he is or, or the whole staff. I'm looking at this. I'm not looking at Saquon. I'm not looking at, at Daniel. I'm looking at, okay, where are our deficiencies and where do we need to improve the most? And how much money are we going to have to spend to do it? And draft picks for that matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So that's what you're going to be trying to figure out as you go forward. You're not going to be figuring out, like, Daniel's going to be the product of, like, what's happening to him and what's happening around him. If we need to spend more money on the offensive linemen and get more guys in here and you need to save some money, they could be the victims of circumstance. If you need, if, if, if okay, we only need one guy. We got enough guys. We need one guy. Okay, then all of a sudden you have to decide maybe between one or the two of them. If these guys start playing great up front, and now you don't need anybody up front, now you can start filling in with free agents, then you can do whatever you need to do with both of them. To your point, this is as much of a team-building financial decision as it might yeah, be it, a it, just it, guys it, on the it, field it's decision. Not, it's not – it, 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 100%. The, the, the facility was left in, in disarray uh, financially. I, I, you know, no offense to, to previous regimes and everything. No, the cap situation was bad. Yeah, yeah so, so once you get to this point, you have to like, okay, I got to recover. How do I recover? Having a quarterback on his rookie contract is – Exceptional. Most teams win or do the best that that you can see on those rookie contracts. Because after sure. you start paying the QB, there's less money in the in the cap for everyone else. So that's what's going to be the big deal. You have a running back that's a you know phenomenal running back when he's healthy and he's doing a good job and he's getting better even at, at some things as we're watching him. Can you pay him the kind of money that he thinks he deserves? I don't know. And again, it's, it's tough decisions. Very it's tough decisions. not based on on the the ability of the other guys, but like you're trying to build a team, and a team not for a year. It's not a Super Bowl or bust moment. This is, hey, we got to like retool, restock, rebuild everything. Yeah, I mean the the foundations aren't even set yet. Yeah. like they are still working on that. Well, so they got the two tackles. Mm-hmm. They, they got sure. two, and, and I don't mean that they're going to be great forever. But no, but there are pieces in the, place. Yeah, right. they're like they're like the first two or three years. The the both of them. You got a uh, Xavier McKinney on Xavier defense. McKinney on mm-hmm. defense, young young guy. He's he's going to be around for a while. You hope Thibodeau, you, you hope yeah. Thibodeau, Ojolari, those guys. Yeah, you you hope Ojolari can hold up. You know he's he he's he's got a need that he he came with. You know, uh, Thibodeau he got a, he's got he's going to be better week in and week out. So you got that guy, and then you got to start like you got love. Uh, at safety also. He, also he, yeah, last year of his contract though too, they got to make a decision on him. Wow, wow. I didn't think he was that old. Fourth year in the league already, dude. Wow. It goes fast. <laughs> so, like, it's 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 a whole lot of, you know, trying to figure out how to rebuild yeah. and restock. Like, the whole thing was that, hey, look, these guys are decent, but we don't have a lot of depth. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how how they work it all out. I could not have put it better myself, Howard. Mm-hmm. Tony, you got anything else for me? Uh, no, I totally agree with Howard, though. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, play up around good people, and that's what makes your talent better. Yep. And I think fix the middle of those lines. I think, you know, that's you got, you got to build a foundation. I'm totally with you if it means getting – like, look, a running back – I, I, and it's not a, nothing against Saquon, but unless there's holes, you're not making anything happen. Uh, and you know you got to fix those lines. Football's one right on both sides of those lines. I mean, we've had some big tight ends. Howard, you were one of them. Got to be able to block and, and catch. Bavaro, who's my guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just need to build those lines. And I and, and Shane walked into a mess. And Dable is building a culture. So there's hope. It's just patience. Hundred percent. Thanks, Tone. Thank you. You have to take a long-term outlook on these things. It, if you don't, you know, like that's what happened in the past. They took uh-huh. a short-term. Hey, look. Oh, uh, we have two more years of Eli. Let's try to make it happen yeah, now. Let's try yeah. to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to do it. And and like I said, and to Eli's credit, he played under some, some of the same circumstances as Daniel Almost did. Almost the exact same circumstances. Yeah, but, but you know, but in Eli's case, he was getting the money already. Though he's like. <laughs> like <laughs> I can take some of these bruises. He was cashing a nice check. <laughs> yeah, he's cashing a nice check, I and mean, then that's but that's part of that's part of the league. And now he's the king of all media. <laughs> I love that. I think it's funny. His it, personality it, comes out. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah that's you know, a, like imagine like if I told you Howard in two thousand and nine that Eli Manning would be on, starring well, in like four I, different TV shows thirteen had, years but later. I had played golf with him and spent some time with him off the field. Oh, I knew he was funny, but he, I just didn't think I just didn't think a, it'd be something he would want to do though. Like, did you please. think Eli would want to be in front of a camera a lot? I don't. I think the entire family is that way. Not in a, not in a, you know. I want to be on camera way, but they're, they're a very personable group no, of people. No, they are, absolutely. Yeah, like, Archie comes to the game. He's coming over. What's happening? Cooper's hilarious. You talk to him all the time. And the fact that someone will put a camera in front of him, it's like, do you want to do this? Like, oh, yeah. 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 This is going to be fun. It's a family affair. <laughs> Let's go to Stoss in Washington. He's up next. Stoss. What's up, guys? Um, you know, tough game. You know, it was winnable. We, you know, we got we got outplayed. I don't necessarily believe that we got outcoached, um, but I did. You know, we got outplayed. That when the Dallas made the plays that they needed to make to win, they 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 put those together and they and they they won the game. You know, and Stas. By the way, thought, tip of your cap. The Giants have been in all three of these games, and you're right. In the end, I think Dallas's mm-hmm. superior talent won out. But I think it is a credit to the coaches that. You know, given the issues this team does have, that they've been in one-score games each of these first three weeks, I think to some level that is a credit that they haven't let any of these games get away from them at all. Yeah, in these first they, three they've weeks. made they've the muddied, only, muddied the water, so to speak. Yeah, go ahead, Sal. Sorry, the only the the only, sorry, no, it's okay. The only uh, uh, coaching, you know, before I even say that, you know, prayers for Shep and his family. Um, oh, I, I hate seeing a quality guy. Like, I mean, you don't want to see anyone get hurt, but, but Shep is just a quality guy. And, and I, I just feel horrible for him. For him to gut his way through a rehab, come back on Achilles way earlier than anyone ever expected, and then just have a non-contact injury like that. And it, my, my heart goes out to him. You know, I, I feel really bad. Now, Stas, um, by the way, I'm happy you brought that up. I should have brought that up at the start of the show. Brian Dable did announce today 
that he has a torn ACL for the fans that have not heard. So mm-hmm. just terrible for the guy. Good dude. Really, he's the longest tenure giant now, by the way. Yeah. Awesome yeah. leader. Everyone loves him. You can see even the Cowboys are coming over to you know yeah. dab him after he got hurt. Yeah. He, I threw a couple of really nice blocks in the game coming yeah. down from one receiver. For a little guy, very physical. He's a good. He's not. He's not just. He's not one of these guys that's just a receiver. He's mm-hmm. a, he's a football player, yeah. and he's a good dude. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and, and I feel terrible for him. Yeah. I'm with you, Stas. Good point. Thank you for bringing that up. The only the only coaching comment that I have, and this is going on three weeks now, is for whatever reason, Dable doesn't like to use first half timeouts. I feel like we go into into halftime with all our timeouts at least two. And, and when and do you want to use them, Stas, in terms of like time at the end of the half, like to get you know? Yeah, skip. time times at the end of the half. In all three games, we had possession of the ball before the end of the half, and timeouts were not used in all three games. And and I don't I guess I don't understand if he was just like oh I'm happy to you know go in you know where we're at or or you know because when I look at like especially yesterday's game the Giants were moving the ball they moved the ball pretty well throughout the game um, despite this big rush and when I saw like at the first half that we didn't call any timeouts and I'm so happy even Peyton Manning said something about it like you got to use those first half timeouts if you got the ball in your hand. Um, I really, I just, I just felt like we could use them. And, and I don't know what his logic is. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's the only thing that's jumped out to me as, as you know, maybe tilt my head a little well, bit. Well, Stas, I would guess, it. I don't know this is the answer, and I'd love to get your take too, Howard, but this would be my guess. If I recall, I know it was the case last night, and I think it was the case a couple other nights too. The Giants had gotten the ball fairly deep in their own territory in mm-hmm. those situations. And, you know, around two minutes to go, give or take, I just I think it shows and again I could very well be wrong. This is me taking taking a guess here. I think he worries about when the defense knows the Giants have to pass the football and the Giants have to pass the football. The offensive yeah. line holding up and then Daniel maybe getting hit or throwing a pick and then you're giving the other team the ball in your territory. I think it just shows I hate to use the term lack of confidence, so I don't want to, but I think it shows some concern that bad things could happen if you try to be too aggressive in those situations. I, I think it's more even more of this. I, th- I think that you, you run the plays, you're trying to get some success. Every team does the, basically the same thing, especially when you get the ball deep in your own territory. Thanks, Doc. The first The first thing you do is uh, you run a screen or a draw. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you try to get some, some positive yards to see what's going to happen. This is like two inside the two minutes at the end of the half. You may have three timeouts or not. If you get a good good play, if you get seven yards, eight yards, then you start going. Then you like okay, let me let me take a little quick dump to the outside to see if we can move the ball down the field a bit further. If that works, now you've gotten the first down. Now you've moved the ball from like let's say you're on inside your ten. Now you're in you know your own ten. Now you're then you're up to the twenty five. And you once you start to move the ball, then the timeouts come into play, right? And that's that's the thing. If you don't move the ball right away, you can't go three and out. Because, right, because then you're going to get the ball back. Yeah, because it's it's basically a battle of field position. Like they've kicked you down inside the, the inside your ten. You, you want that? They want their defense to stop and hold you to get a punt, and that's going to be a short field, so they can at least try to get another three points for the half. And by the way, that's what the, that's what that whole. Don't call a timeout thing is. And we saw some of that actually last night. At the mm-hmm. end of the first half, remember, it's, it's not the exact situation you're describing, mm-hmm. but the Giants were on midfield, 
And they tried to let the clock run up to try to set up that really long Graham Gano field yeah. goal. So what do the Cowboys do? They call a timeout so they can have, I believe it was seven seconds left, uh, right? After that Gano yeah. miss, they had one timeout left so they could run that one play. They mm-hmm. completed like a 10-yard slant or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then Brett Maher came out, Maher, and he had a chance, I think it was a 57, 58-yard kick. He missed it, mm-hmm. but that's the exact thing you're talking about. You don't yeah. want to give the other team a chance you're, to score you're, before you're that. Try, you're trying to make sure, like, either we score or no, or, one, or, scores. Or no one scores. Right. It's our ball or no one's ball. We're not punting it back to you. Mm-hmm. It's either field goal or a touchdown, and that's it. That's great we don't want to punt the ball, and that's, that's, that's what the whole thing is about. And when people are looking at that, they want the timeouts. You got to use them, but no, you don't. You got to know what your objective is, and your yeah. objective is not to let the other team score. Like right then at the point, the score was like a three-point yeah. score, three-point difference. And the way this team is built right now, Howard, they're not built to be very successful in must-pass situations in two minutes where you're putting your yeah, but, offensive lineman on islands and stuff yeah, like but, that. But, so. but, but more than that, it, it's like – Keep the game as tight as you possibly mm-hmm. can and give yourself yeah. a chance to win it in the end. Correct. If you let them go up by 7, 10 because you had to punt it to them, right. then all of a sudden the game looks different. Well, and, and, and it changes your whole – it it condenses your play sheet for what you can do going forward because you've got to play catch-up. And, yeah. and they're trying their best not to put themselves in a position to play catch-up. We're on the same page. Let's go to Rich in Virginia. He's up next. Rich. Uh, good afternoon, Howard and, and John. Great, great job. Thank tough, you. Tough uh, injury for Shep. For somebody like Shep who goes on IR from the 53, at the 53, does his salary come off the cap? And if so, that would free up some cap money. No. I don't does, know that. It does not. No, okay. The cap doesn't work that way. The cap, the cap works for. In fact, once you go on IR, it almost guarantees yeah, your money for the rest yeah, of the year. To be honest it, with it, you, it, you know the the league has come a long way. Thank, thank God, the league has come a long way to protect guys and their salaries, especially when they got injured. Usually, there there was a thing called injury release where they could pay you a, a nominal amount of your of your salary. Not and it was called an injury settlement, I believe. Yeah, right? and, what yeah, it was called. yeah. It was like, yeah, take this and go home. Basically, was what was how the league was running it, and it's it's gotten better. So you know, at least he will get his money. So it doesn't really affect the salary cap, and even with the injury settlement, it didn't affect the salary cap. It just affected the player. So there's been a lot of changes, uh, positive for players in their, you know, in their in their salaries and stuff that, that helped out. And they had already restructured Shep's contract mm-hmm. to the point where they had reduced his base salary all the way down to like one and a half million dollars. Yeah. So uh, a lot of his money was, you know, it, it, bonus incentives. restructures that was left yeah. on the deal when it was signed yeah, they, and they stuff get, like that. When they do what they do is they give you a big signing bonus, Correct. so that that eliminates the salary cap hit, and then they tie a lot of incentives into what you're doing. And what they did with him, too, and again, the Giants don't announce that this is just according to reports. They created that void year next year, so they mm-hmm. move some of the money to next year. Yeah. Then it's going to get moved. Basically, he'll have dead money on next yeah. year's cap, even yeah. though his contract's up because they added a void year. It's very complicated yeah. cap it's a lot, shenanigans. A lot, of, a lot of work. But that's what they had to do to try to create cap space this year. Mm-hmm. Rich, you got anything else? Right. Yeah, I got to give a tremendous kudos to Howard last week when I was listening for his his uh, counterattack and bantering with Charlie. That was uh, a- absolutely hilarious. Hilarious. Howard, you did a great job. I want to tell you that. You did a great I was proud of you. Well, uh, you know what? It, it's not uh, – I enjoy these, these, these call-in shows. I enjoy talking to the fans. 
I enjoy uh, everyone's opinion. I, I do, uh, but I do don't. I don't want people to have opinions that are sometimes uh, far fetched or like you know scary or you know. I, I don't want the, the Bigfoot conversation every time that we have a, have a conversation about. Football. Howard's a very good opinion guy, though. Like like like. <laughs> Back when, before I was old and had kids, like, you know, Saturday night on a road trip, go to a bar. <laughs> Howard has a lot of opinions about different stuff that is very entertaining. Uh, it's, it's fun, but you just got to be careful with, with who you're talking to. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Which is why we don't have those conversations on the air. No. All don't. right. That's why they, we, we stick to the bar for that. Exactly. Let's go to Joseph in Glen Falls. So He's up bad. next. Joe, what's happening? <laughs> I'm not getting you in trouble, Howard. Don't worry. What's up, Joe? Hey, Howard, John. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. I I want to I mean I don't mean to be redundant as everyone has said Daniel Jones phenomenal game I'd take him ten out of ten games playing that way if he could play that way every week if he had a line I just can't imagine what he'd do um, I I also wanted to um, make a comment about Bellinger he had a great game yeah he did he did, he did a good he, job yeah, he catching the ball found some key plays yeah key catches. By the way, I should point um, out, Joe, now the long catch he had in the first quarter, I love that play design. Mm -hmm. It was the yeah. read option combined with the RPO. Howard, as you pointed out to me, and I think you said it on the yeah. air, too, from the sideline, that is some classic, like, three options for the quarterback college yeah. type of play. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a yeah. Good, it's a good thing. It worked out perfectly. Yeah, because Diggs came up from it's, corner it's, it's, left Bellinger wide open. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Joseph. I'm sorry. It's a move forward. It's impressive. I mean, it's, 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 it's an improvement from last year. Um, now... C.D. Lamb. He's good. He's a good receiver, right? Yep. What did he do? He dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, he did. And yeah, that, okay. that was an e as, And Kenny Galladay was... dropped the ball. So I think everybody's got to relax. Get the pressure off of him and let him play football. Boy, and that was and, and and that Cooper rush past the lamb. That was basically like just dropping the pillow in your hands yeah. on the deep pass, man. As I as I always say, if he threw a javelin, he would have killed it. Right? He hit him right in the chest. <laughs> he did. That was a perfect throw. Yeah, I don't I mean, know how Howard, he dropped you know, that you're, thing. You're, you're in the moment. You're 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 thirty, forty yards, fifty yards, twenty yards downfield. You've and you and you're by your, to play. You're exhausted. And you're by yourself. And you, and, <laughs> And yeah. I've got a question, Howard, all honesty, on a pill like that, and you're lamb, doesn't it seem like that ball's taking like a half an hour I'm to get to you? you when, you're by, when you're by yourself, <laughs> when you've beaten the guy that bad, and then he throws the pass, and it's like he doesn't have to like put any zip on it, he's just dropping like, it on there, you. Get there, you're get You're like, there, okay, there. don't stumble, don't stumble, don't stumble. <laughs> wow, look at that, man. This, this place is beautiful. They're screaming. <laughs> what is my touchdown yeah, dance going to be? <laughs> Last comment. Uh, last week when Leonard Williams went down, my 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 heart sank because, quite frankly, the what he brings to that defensive line is not just the run, but the pass rush and it frees up the edge guy. And uh, I just knew that that's not a replaceable piece, and it made this mm -hmm. game that much harder. And I think everybody has to realize that. Uh, quite frankly, I look forward to the next matchup against Dallas healthy. I, I think we can win that. Well, we'll see. It's a long way off. That's Thanksgiving. Hopefully both teams are healthy heading yeah. into that game. It'll be a, a, an even fight. I hope Thank you, Giants Joseph. Healthy. Well, yes, obviously. I, <laughs> I, I never like to root for injuries for anybody. You know I'm not goes. rooting for no, injuries. I'm saying I wish the Giants are healthy. Yes, I hope the Giants yeah. are healthy then as well. I agree. And uh, hopefully they can get healthier when they play the Bears on Sunday. It's a short week. Yep. 
Now, Williams was doubtful for this week, so that gives me some hope that maybe he could be ready, but he didn't really practice much last week, so we'll see. I don't feel as good about Tony. You know, short week hamstring. I, I just think that in both cases, I think unless they feel like they're 100% and they should really review if they're 100%, I think in the Bears game you have a more of an even match. Uh, yeah. Going against each other. If not, I, I honestly, and, the Giants might be more talented in that matchup too. Exactly. So, like, I don't rush guys back. And like, I the only game I missed in my entire career, we were playing Washington. Uh, I guess they're the football team or the Commanders or whoever they commanders are. Commanders, whoever they are. Commanders. And and they're like, well, you know, you can take a week off here because I had like had had knee surgery. And like, if we had to play a tougher team, was that the Heath Schuler Commanders? I, I at have that no point? idea who they were. Just I, for I, I, maybe. I, I just know the defense. So I don't know who they were. <laughs> and they're like, well, just so I remember going to the game, like working out before the game and thinking, like, okay, I'm gonna get to play. Like, okay, well, you know, you look good, you look good, but we don't really, you know, you can take it off tonight. And I was like. Heartbroken. You're like, like, I don't know the definition of taking I'm like, off. I'm like, I should have stayed home. Like, why did I, why did I come <laughs> I here? I wish you had a beer no, on the couch. I was so mad. <laughs> but uh, it happens. Like, so, you know, I think that having this week off is good for him. And yeah. knowing that the competition is coming in the following week, and I'm not beating on the Bears in any way, shape, form, or fashion, realize who you're playing against. Also, two and one, by the way. Yeah. To so everyone's surprise, yeah, just like absolutely. us. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Howard, good stuff. All right, brother. Don't forget, fans, the Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. No one likes free stuff like Howard Cross. Thanks for being with us, everybody. No comment. I'm not going to say nothing. And we're going to have – I love free stuff, too. We're going to have Paul Dottino and Russ Salzberg tomorrow at 1230 for Wednesday's Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll do more game reaction. We'll start looking at the Chicago a little bit as well. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow on Big Blue Kickoff Live. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.